Well, thank you, Miss Katie and worship team. Appreciate that good singing and worship tonight. Appreciate that so much. Praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister to you for just a few minutes from, from Isaiah chapter 61. If you have your Bible tonight, you can be opening with me there and kindly dovetail this message tonight with uh, what, I, what I talked about this morning. Amen. I mean, remember what we talked about this morning, how to handle a bad day. Amen. But we ended that message uh, this morning with David pursuing the enemy and recovering everything that the enemy had stolen from him. And this message tonight, I want to talk to you about the blessing of the double, and this kind of dovetails with this morning's um, with this morning's message as well. So, kind of goes together. At least I hope it will. Amen. Way we got light. Praise God. Y'all can see me now. Amen. <laughs> so, are you there in Isaiah sixty-one? Everybody there, and I'm going to begin reading. With the fourth verse in Isaiah 61, verse 4, and it says, And they shall, they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flock, and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God, and you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Verse 7, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. I want to read verse 7 from the, from the ESV, the English Standard, says it this way. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion, and they shall have everlasting joy. Father, we thank you tonight for the reading of your precious word. We ask you tonight for your anointing and for your help as we minister to your people. Open our hearts to receive the seed of the Word of God and let it fall on good ground. And we will praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many of y'all would agree with me tonight that, that double is always better than single? Amen. Um, you know, for instance, in a ball game, and if anybody is a baseball fan here and you're familiar with baseball, you know that a double is better than a base hit, and a double play is better than a single out. And if you go to, uh, let's say you go to Culver's or Baskin Robbins or someplace like that to get an ice cream cone, a double scoop is always better than a single. How many knows that? Amen. It's just hard to get that single scoop. I just want that that extra 
on the top. The double is better than the single. And uh, it's always good. And I know my wife, oh, she's back in the sound booth. But I know, I know my wife always likes to stop. We were down, we were down in Popper Bluff the other day, and, and um, she saw the shoe place there had that B-O-G-O sign in the, in the, in the window. And uh, that got her excited. You know what that B-O-G-O is, buy one, get one. In other, in other words, it's double for your money. You're not, you, got, you buy one and you get another one free, so you get two for the price of one. And uh, you guys know if you've ever worked on a job that paid uh, for working holidays, some, some uh, jobs paid double time for working holidays. It's twice as much as regular pay. And I don't know if anybody can remember back, you know, when we were growing up, remember the commercials for double mint gum? Remember that? Double your pleasure, double your fun with double good, double mint gum and all that. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things um, that a double or twice as much when it comes to other things in life is better. It's twice as good. And you know, I believe that God is all about the double, the double portion. And we read that to you tonight. God's Word actually has a lot to say, quite a bit to say about the double. And when we look at the Word of God and we look at the Scriptures, we see, and that's what we want to do tonight, is see some of the things that God has to say about the double. Because God is a God that wants to bless you over exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. How many believe that tonight? Amen. God doesn't want you and I just to settle for a little brill cream shot of the blessing of God. In other words, just a little dab will do you. But God wants you and I to have the double portion of blessing in our life, in every area of our life. And so when we look to the Word of God, we see that, that in the Old Testament, in the, in the book of Exodus, under the law of Moses, God taught um, a double portion payback there in the law of Moses. And in Exodus chapter 22 and verse 7, here's what the Word of God says. It says that if a man shall deliver to his neighbor money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, notice what it says, if the thief be, pay, be found, if the thief be found, let him pay double. So if somebody breaks into a house and steals money that an individual is keeping for another man, if that thief is apprehended and caught, he not only has to, this was under God's law, he not only has to give back what he stole, but he has to double it and give back double. That's God's law. That's what the Word of God says. I believe that God, I believe that the Word of God and the, the, the law of God and God Himself is against stealing. How many believe that? God is against stealing. He, he teaches us not to do that. He's against the thief. And I'm telling you, there are not very many things that I know of that are worse than someone that would take something that does not belong to them. Here a few weeks ago, we had some creep. 
<laughs> creeped in under the church van and stole the catalytic converter off the church van. And, and uh, it just, I tell you, it just, when, when, they, when I found that out, it just, it just burns me up. Amen. Um, you know, to, to, to think that somebody, it's bad enough to steal, but then to steal from a church or from the house of God. But some people don't, don't it doesn't make them any difference who they have, um, who they steal from. But if you've ever experienced something of yours being taken, being stolen, then you know, I had a car stolen one time from right over there parked outside of the cafeteria at Franklin School. Went out to go home. My car was gone. Amen. Somebody stole my car. And uh, so if you've ever had anything stolen, you know that uh, you know how, you, how it makes you feel. And uh, someone that would steal something from anyone, it just makes me angry. And I believe that it angers the Lord as well. And so God's law says that if the thief is caught, notice it says, if the thief be found, he must pay double. Let him pay double. Well, I want to tell you something tonight. God, in the Word of God, identifies the thief tonight. God identifies who the thief is, and Jesus identifies him in John 10.10. Jesus, speaking of Satan, says that the thief comes to what? To kill and to steal and to destroy. Jesus identifies the thief as being Satan, as being the devil. He comes into your life to steal from you, to rob from you, to destroy, to rob rob of your, the blessings of God and the benefits that God has provided for you through Jesus Christ. It's the devil. Listen, you, we need to understand this. And I think everybody knows this, but we need to make this perfectly clear that it is the devil who is stealing from you and it's not God that is stealing from you. Can I get an amen there? It's the devil. It's the enemy. It's not the Lord. It's Satan that comes in and tries to steal our health, tries to steal our prosperity, tries to steal our victory and our joy and our peace. It's the devil, it's Satan that is the thief who seeks to destroy your life and your family and the church and your business. The Lord is the one who multiplies and adds and the devil is the one who subtracts and divides. When you get to doing the math, you'll find it's it's the devil who's doing the division and the subtracting and it's God who's doing the blessing and the adding and the multiplying in your life. God wants you as a child of God who are walking in the ways of the Lord in obedience to God. God wants your life to be blessed. How many believe that tonight? Amen. The Bible says that we are blessed and not cursed. It was, it was God, you know, through Balaam, God moved and turned the curse. Every time Balaam opened his mouth and tried to curse Israel, a blessing came out. And Balak got so mad he couldn't see straight. He said, every, I've hired you to curse them, and every time you open your mouth, a blessing comes out. And you remember what Balaam said? He said, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord, and he has blessed 
what he has blessed, I cannot curse. I've got news for the devil tonight. What God has blessed, the enemy cannot curse. If he's blessed your life, if you're in Christ, you've been blessed. And praise God, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. The thief has been caught, and Jesus plainly tells us who that thief is, and he has been found. And the Bible says that if the thief has been found, then he has to pay back double. That is the law of God. Well, somebody would say, Brother Rick, that, that just, you know, that applies to the people of Israel under the old Mosaic law. If they caught a thief, he had to pay back double. But I believe there's a spiritual principle there as well. I believe that, that God hates what the enemy does to God's people so much that God wants to bless back and make the thief give back double of everything that he's stolen from our life. So I believe tonight that it is time. How many, how many can say tonight, Satan has took some stuff from me. The enemy's come in and he's stolen some stuff from me. And I want to get my stuff back. It, like I said, it dovetails with what we talked about with David this morning pursue and you shall recover all and there's some things that the enemy has stolen out of our lives and it's time to get back what the thief has stolen to point it out to the Lord to lay claim to the blessings of God and name it and tell us you know say to Lord Satan here's what Satan has come in and the havoc he has wreaked in my life and name what he has taken and what he has stolen and tell the Lord Satan has no right to that Jesus, you purchased it at Calvary. You bought it at the cross, and I want it back, and I want it back double, twofold, a double blessing. Come on, amen. It's time for us as believers to rise up and say, Devil, you can't have my family. You can't have my increase. You can't have my blessing. You can't have my health. You can't have my peace. You're not going to steal my joy. Hallelujah. I've, I've allowed the devil to steal that's what we've got to say I've allowed him to steal for his last time what God has promised me and provided for me it's time to get back and get it back double fold in our life amen get it back double we used to sing that. We've sung that song in the past. This means war. And I talked a little bit about that this morning. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent have to take it by force. It's time that we declare war on the enemy and say, You can't have my stuff, devil. You are a liar. Amen? Going into the enemy's camp, taking back what he's stolen from us, and claiming the double portion payback in our life. There's another scripture in Proverbs chapter 6 that gives this same principle. And um, we'll be in Proverbs chapter 6 this coming Wednesday night. But notice he says in verse 30 and 31 of Proverbs 6, he said, men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he's hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. Mine, there's a sevenfold return when the thief is found. He shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. And I believe tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that the devil owes some of us a big payback, a payback big time from all that he has stolen from us. In the text I read to you there in Isaiah 61 and verse 7, 
He says this, he says, for your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double or the double portion. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Notice he said, for all your shame, for all your humiliation, for all your suffering and embarrassment that the enemy has brought into your life, God said, you shall possess the double. I'm going to bless you back double. Praise God. The promise was to possess the land. And this promise was given to Israel. It was for them to possess the land. He's talking about literally the restoration of the land of Israel back to the Jews. I mean their full inheritance and their full possession of everything that, that was destroyed and taken from them during the tribulation, during the time of the Antichrist, and even before that. But after the coming of the Lord, he's saying when Jesus comes back, Israel's going to be restored. They will possess the double blessing. They will possess their land in its fullness again. And they will be greatly increased, greatly increased for all of their trouble. God says in Ezekiel 36 and 11, he said, I will make you inhabited as in former times and do better for you. Now, this is a promise for Israel, but I believe that we can lay claim to this because it goes along with what he's saying about the double portion blessing. He said, I will make you inhabited as in the former times, talking about the land of Israel. And notice this, and I will do better for you than at your beginning." then you shall know that I am the Lord. I will do better for you than at your beginnings. In other words, your ending is going to be better than your beginning because the double blessing is going to be on you. Praise God. Oh, I'm telling you, you know, this, this nation and this world is in a mess and it's getting worse and worse by the day. I'm, as I've told you many times, I'm looking for Jesus to come at any moment, but I can tell you what, for the church, for the child of God, for the blood-washed people of God, our latter time and our end is going to be better than our beginning. God has got something special for His church in these last days. Hallelujah. And I'm laying claim to everything that God's got for me. Amen. Somebody told me, somebody asked me the question. They texted me the other day and said, don't you find it a lot harder today than uh, it was years ago? Don't you find it? I don't really know what they were meaning by that. If they meant, I kind of took it that they meant was harder to live for God. But I don't see, hey, there's a lot more mess in the world today, but I don't see that it's any harder to live for God. As a matter of fact, I know more now about the Lord and about His Word and about redemption than I did years ago. So really, the more light that you have, the easier it is to live for the Lord. The more victory that you walk in, the more light and revelation that you have from the Word of God, the more victory that you walk in. So they, they asked me, if, don't you think it's harder? 
harder? Do you feel like it's harder today than it was some years ago? And I answered them back and I said, well, no, not really. I said, other than I'm older and I have a lot of more aches and pains than I used to have. That's the only thing I can think of. When I get down in the floor, it's a little, quite a bit harder to get back up. I can't just spring back up like I did when I was 30 years old. Come on, or even 40 years old. But I don't find it harder. I believe that God has, has, has saved the best wine until the last. The best blessings for the church in these last days. And saints of God, I'm telling you, everybody else can, can, can mope and cry a wine and complain. But it's time for you and I to rise up as believers and say it don't matter whatever's going on in this world today. I belong to Jesus. I'm a part of the body of Christ. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb and the blessing of the Lord is upon my life. Come on. Man, there's telling the other day we ain't going to have beef very much longer. They're going to get rid of all the beef. We'll be saying, where's the beef? (laughs) Amen. I know they were talking about the four main beef processing companies in America. There's four main ones, and one or two of them are owned by the Chinese. Imagine that. I find that hard to believe. But uh, they were talking about the price of beef. Well, they didn't have to tell me about the price of beef. I went week before last down to the meat market. And bought two ribeye steaks, one for me, one for Vicky. She don't eat much, so I get to eat half of hers. <laughs> so I bought I bought two ribeye steaks. Said how how uh, how how thick you want them? I said I want them I want them an inch thick. Boy, they is nice. They cut them. Said you want you freezing them? I said no, I'm cooking them tonight. They wrapped them up, put that tape on there. Slap that sticker on there. $47. For two ribeye steaks. Come to find out it was $22 a pound. I guess I should have told them I needed them a half inch thick. But you know what? I thought about that. We was talking about that today. Doesn't the Bible say that God himself owns the cattle? On a thousand hills. I believe this, that if God wants us to have a good steak, we'll be able to eat a good steak even when it's, when it's, you know, when it's hard to come by. I'm just talking to you tonight about the blessing of the Lord on our life. Amen. We've got to claim that double portion. He said it will be better for you in your latter end. It will be greater than at your beginning. And God, you know, listen, I mentioned this morning, all of us have had bad days. All of us have gone through problems. We all face trouble. I think it was Job that said that, 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 it's, that man is, is prone to trouble as the sparks fly upward or something like that. But we all, as long as we're in this world, we're in a world today that is, that is governed and ruled pretty much by the God of this world who is, who is the devil. 
Amen? And uh, the, the, the whole world, John said that this whole world lies in darkness. And uh, we're, it's antagonistic to us. And so as long as we're in this world, Jesus said, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Isn't that what Jesus said? And so, so we're going to have our share of problems in this life and troubles going to come. And just like we talked about David this morning, how that he went through that time of trouble. But what he did in the time of that trouble, when he had his worst day ever, what David did sealed victory in his life and brought victory in his life. But God, I believe, has promised us that if we'll remain faithful, if we go through those things, go through those problems of life and those troubles of life and those trials of life that come our way, and we claim the victory in Jesus and we hold on to our faith in the Lord and we praise Him in the midst of all of that, God's going to bring us through those things. But I believe also that He will give us double for our trouble that we go through and that we face. Somebody said, well, is there, is there any Bible for that? And I believe there is. I really believe there is. And I believe, and I mentioned him a while ago, I believe that Job is one of the key examples of this that we find in the Word of God. The Bible says that you all know the story of Job. In Job chapter 1 and chapter 2, Satan attacked Job, and uh, he, he, he came in and killed, and he stole, and he destroyed. He's identified as the thief there. Amen? We can see Satan as the thief when he comes in and steals Job's camels and Job's cattle and Job's oxen and everything that Job had. Job was the wealthiest man in the east at that particular time. And he was wealthy. Why? Why was he wealthy? Because he knew how to play the stock market? No, he was, he was a great man and a wealthy man because he feared God, hated evil, and God blessed him. Is that right? God blessed him. Hallelujah. But, but the enemy came in, attacked Job, killed, stole from him, destroyed, killed his family, took his possession, and in the ending even took Job's health and afflicted him with boils from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. But I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time, that's all the preaching on Job you ever hear. Chapter 1, chapter 2, we leave Job in the ash heap, sitting there scratching his boils with a piece of broken pottery, saying the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But can I tell you something, Abundant Life Family Church? The story does not end in Job chapter 2. Come on, somebody. That's most of all of the Job that most people have ever read. But James, in his epistle, James said, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patient of Job and you've seen the end of the Lord well we need to hear the rest of the story don't we what was the end of the Lord that James talked about the end of the Lord is what we see taking place in Job chapter 42 now there's a lot that happens between Job chapter 3 and Job chapter 42 a lot goes on there's there's uh, miserable comforters and friends that come and, and they condemn Job and they call him a hypocrite and he goes 
through all kinds of stuff. And Job says some things that he shouldn't have said. And Job says some things that actually were not so. And he was he had his information misconstrued. But can I tell you, we need to see what happened in the end. The story ends in Job chapter 42. After God shows up in Job 41 and gives Job a barrage of questions and Job don't know how to answer them, God moves on the scene and God touches Job's life and God brings healing to Job's body. Listen to me, saints. Job didn't die in the ash heap. God touched him. God delivered him. God turned the captivity of Job and raised him up, praise God, and gave him double for his trouble and he had twice as much in the end as he had in the beginning that's the end of the Lord that's the story of Job amen he gave him back twice as much as he had to begin with amen and when you read chapter 1 and you read how many you read how many sheep and oxen and camels and uh, donkeys that Job had. Then you read chapter 42 and read how many God gave him. It's exactly double. Exactly double. Well, if he was well off before the devil stole his stuff... Look how well off he was after he came through and endured that and came through the thing and God blessed him at the end of that trial. Woo, we need to be waiting on our double portion blessing tonight to get back everything the enemy stole. We, we sang that song once and I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. How many know Satan is, is under your feet? Amen. Brother Shambach used to say, uh, you, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any business in your home. Satan doesn't. He doesn't have any business in your family. He doesn't have any business in your pocketbook. He doesn't have any business in your church. The only place that Satan belongs, the one place he belongs is under your feet. That's where Jesus has placed him, under the feet of the child of God. Come on, amen. Hallelujah. And we need to go into that enemy's camp. Do as David. Pursue and take back what the enemy has taken from us. Hallelujah. Job got his stuff back and he got it back double. Listen, God is getting ready to bless you. I believe that. Uh, I'm going to claim that. Anyway, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to believe for that. Amen? Praise God. He's getting ready to turn things around in your life. What the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it into good if you will lay claim to those promises of the Lord. Man, when you listen, when COVID hit and uh, we had to shut down church and everything, we didn't know how. I've told you this before, so I won't elaborate on it, but we didn't know how we were going to financially make it here at Abundant Life Church. The funds were low, and uh, 
We knew without services that we didn't know what we didn't know what we'd do. We didn't know. I I walked this this about wore this carpet out up here, walking back and forth and praying and seeking the Lord and asking God what to do and standing right here. I don't know how many trips back and forth I'd made, but I was standing right here and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, you remember Elijah and the widow? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, just as I filled that meal barrel and supplied for them in time of famine, I will put the meal in the barrel for Abundant Life Family Church. And when God said that, I didn't know, come on, amen, I didn't know how he was going to do that. I had no idea. But I had, just like I said this morning, David got a word, didn't he? And I had a word that the Lord spoke to me. I had inquired of God. And when God said that, I just knew it was going to be so. I had no visible evidence of it. I had no, 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 you know, I didn't know how he was going to do it. But I'm going to tell you what my Lord have mercy God has filled the meal barrel he's given us back twice as much as what we had lost amen come on we did not have to take out a PPP loan is that what they were whatever they were amen we didn't have to do that God has blessed us he's given us back more than we can imagine he's blessed Abundant Life Church and he did it through you and others that gave we had people give to the church that don't, don't even come here. Still do. I wish they'd come. They send money, but it's like, you know, why don't you come? We want you here. Amen. But uh, it's the blessing of the double portion. It's paid back time. The thief owes some of you all big time and God's going to make him pay amen let me close this out what time is it 7 o'clock Zechariah 9.12 says this turn you to the stronghold you prisoners of hope that's an interesting phrase isn't it prisoners of hope even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. I believe he's saying there to what is a prisoner of hope? It's someone that's in captivity. But glory to God, I'm about to shout. But they haven't given up hope that some way, somehow, God is going to bring them out of that and turn that situation around in their lives. So you may be a prisoner in captivity of some sort today and some kind of bondage that you may be struggling with or dealing with. But don't ever give up hope that God can break that thing and, and will break that thing and bring you out and set you free and give you victory. Over that, over that, uh, over that problem, over that situation, over that stronghold in your life. So don't ever give up hope. See if the devil can ever get you to give up hope and stop hoping and believing in what God's going to do for you. Amen. He's got you defeated. But no matter how it looks, you can have a hope that you're coming out of that prison. The promise of the Lord is, I declare that I will render double to you if you're prisoner of hope don't give up hope keep on believing God's got a promise of double for you in your life a double blessing of joy 
he went on to say there in, in that passage in Isaiah 61 and 7 that he said, In their land they shall possess the double everlasting joy shall be upon them. I believe that God wants to give a double portion of joy back to his church, back to his people. God's church, God's people need some joy in their life, folks. Amen. Praise God. Turn the TV off. Turn the news off and get some joy and get some praise in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. The greatest thing, the greatest event that's ever going to happen on this earth as far as the church is concerned is getting ready to take place. Jesus is getting ready to come and God wants us to have a double portion of joy in our lives tonight. Amen. Paul said to the Philippian church, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He gives double joy there. Have joy. Rejoice. And I'm going to tell you again, rejoice some more. Oh, come on. We need to have the joy of the Lord bubbling up and overflowing in our life a double portion of everlasting joy in our life we need a double portion of the Holy Ghost amen praise God Uh, Angela received the Holy Spirit this morning and spoke in tongues Denise is teaching in Sunday school on it ever since the Pentecost Sunday we preached on Uh, on the Holy Spirit and on the day of Pentecost Denise had been teaching it in the adult class and uh, God is moving and what we need is every one of us a double portion of the Holy Spirit I preached some a few months back on Elijah and Elisha and how Elisha Elisha asked Elijah he said the one thing that I want Elijah said whatever you want just ask me and if you see me when I go it'll be done and he said the one thing that I want I want a double portion oh hallelujah I want a double portion of the spirit and the anointing that's on you I want a double portion of that spirit upon to rest upon me He wanted a double portion of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He claimed that double portion. And can I tell you something? That Elisha got the double portion of the Spirit that was on Elijah was upon him. Amen. When when Elijah got caught up in that chariot of fire with those horses of fire, he dropped that mantle, the prophet's mantle, back down. And Elisha picked it up, walked over to the Jordan River, smiled that Jordan River and said where is the Lord God of Elijah and the same power the same anointing that was on Elijah to separate that Jordan was right there on Elisha and that river parted hallelujah Elijah was gone but the power was still there Jesus has went back and Jesus has sent the mantle the Holy Ghost back to the church and it's time that every one of us get hungry and get thirsty for a double portion of the Spirit of God in our lives today. Can you give the Lord a good praise? Oh, we need the power, a greater measure of the Holy Spirit. Brother Rick, don't you think when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got all the Holy Ghost you can get? No. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 3, he told that church, That his desire for them was to be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't have it yet. Amen. There are different measures and portions of the Holy Spirit. 
I'm not satisfied with just a touch. I'm not satisfied with just a little doodad or a goosebump every once in a while. As we sing that old song, you know, mercy drops around us are falling. <laughs> but for the showers, I'm not satisfied with mercy drops. We've had too many mercy drops. Praise God. What we need is a downpour of the Holy Ghost, an outpouring of His Spirit like we've never seen before. It's time to stake your claim tonight, church, for a double portion of the Holy Ghost, for a double anointing, for the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life. God, my prayer, my prayer, Lord, constantly, and, and, and God knows this, my prayer is for, for a double portion of the gifts, for a restoration of those nine gifts of the Spirit, for healings and miracles to be restored into their fullness, and the operation of the Holy Spirit to be an operation within the church in a mighty and a powerful way. We see the, the utterance gifts being operated within the church, prophecy and tongues and interpretation, and we thank God for that. But oh, Brother Glenn, I want to see some healings and some miracles and some signs and some wonders that come from the power of the Holy Ghost from a double portion of the Holy Ghost those gifts are still in the church they're dormant they're still there they need to be stirred up stir up Paul told Timothy stir up rekindle fan the flame of the gifts of God that is in you that's in you by the putting on of my hands Double portion. Double portion. Brother, you hear me mention Brother Shambach a lot. He was kind of one of my mentors. Was in a lot of his meetings years ago, tent revivals. And he would have he would have double portion night services. How many of y'all are familiar with Brother Shambach? Anybody? Look him up on YouTube if you're not. He's with the Lord now, but had a great, powerful ministry. Tent preacher, tent revival man. And I was under that tent in St. Louis. I was under that tent in Kansas City and um, was at several meetings that he had in churches and auditoriums, different places. But Brother Shambach would have double portion night. And he would preach a message on the Holy Ghost and the double portion anointing. And he would have an anointing service. And if you ain't never been in an R.W. Shambach anointing service, you ain't never been in an anointing service. He didn't use a little bottle of oil. Brother Shambach had someone standing there with a, with a pan, with a with a pan full of olive oil. And as people would come through the line, after he had preached, power of God was flowing. And Brother Shambach would just stick his hand in that oil. And when you came through, smack right on the forehead. Amen. Women lost their hairdos. Hallelujah. Amen. We left out of there with that greasy kid look. Praise God. But the oil, I'm telling you, but was there anything in that oil? No, 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 no. But the oil is a type of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he, he would slap that oil on you, 
and the power of God would fall. And I, I in Kansas City, Missouri, I went through that. I had a ramp going up, and he was up here on the top, and then a ramp going down. And I went through there, and they had, they had over on the side a bunch of canvas tarps laid out. And I, when I first seen it, I thought, I wonder what all them tarps are for. I found out what all them tarps was for because many of the people that came through, when the anointing hit them, they got to speaking in tongues. God filled them with the Holy Ghost and just, just would collapse under the power of God right there. And he, had, he, he didn't have catchers. Brother Shambach didn't have catchers. He had carriers. <laughs> and they'd, they'd pick them up they, one guy grab them by the legs one by the arm and they'd run them over there and just throw them over in a pile on that canvas praise God they're stacked up over there like cordwood amen but all of them laid out over there talking in tongues filled with the power of the Holy Ghost receiving an anointing of the Spirit oh God we need God to do it again we need a double portion of the Spirit of God in our churches and in our lives one more time God do it one more time in your church today amen worship team you can come on back I'm gonna I gotta quit I'm starting to feel pretty good up here I gotta, gotta let let back amen he got the double portion Elijah Elisha did Elisha performed twice as many miracles as Elijah did you know that Double the miracles. Elijah is recorded eight miracles. Elisha, 16 miracles. Fifteen of them, listen, 15 miracles performed by Elisha, and he died. Oh, no. He didn't have the double portion. He only had... 15 miracles. Well, what happened? He must have not have got the double portion. Oh, but he did get the double portion. Because the 16th miracle was performed after his bones were laying in the tomb. Amen? Hallelujah. They was heading, there was a group heading to a cemetery in a funeral procession, and some raiders came through. Some, I believe it was, was a Malachite uh, robbers came through, and they was trying to get away from them. They didn't know what to do with their dead friend, and they saw that, that tomb there, and they rolled the stone away and just threw the dead guy in. Just so happened to be Elisha's tomb, and when the dead man rolled in there and touched, come on somebody, just touched the bones of Elisha, he resurrected the, oh, Elisha had more power in his dead bones than most preachers got that's got a Ph.D. in the DDD, come on. And he resurrected. And the 16th miracle was recorded, the last one after he died, the double portion. God wants to give you a double blessing, double joy, double portion of His Spirit. He wants to bless you with the double, the double portion in these last days. And I'm going to claim mine. How about you? Praise God. Let's stand tonight.